morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wednesday Night Wallop, Season 4, Episode 24. It's Kyle Joseph, and it's me, Ryland Turner, and it's our three-year anniversary! Yeah, we've been doing, we've been doing this for three years, man. We have. It's It's been a long run, and uh, we've had we've certainly had ups and downs, but man, three years. This is our best season yet. Season 4 is our best season yet. I don't, how do we get on Season 4 after only three years? Um, I feel like, so... COVID happened. That's what I feel like. Well, that was part of it. I think what we decided to do between seasons two and three, we had a big break in the middle of it uh, where we had the COVID issue on top of the fact that we both didn't have computers for a little bit there. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We went through some technical difficulties. 100%. Uh, but with all that being said, happy anniversary, Kyle. And this show wouldn't be this show without the first segment we have on this show. And that is the Wednesday Night Roundup. It's a Wednesday Night Roundup. So there's no good way to, to start when you're going to talk about something like this, but I'll let you start talking about him um, before I get into it. But Antonio Inoki, uh, the founder of New Japan and legendary figure in Japanese wrestling, passed away at the age of 79. Um, Rylan, what can you say about Antonio Inoki? Well, I mean, like, there's there's so many words, right? Like, I feel like it's better suited for somebody with more knowledge about the guy. But, I mean, outside of the fact that he started uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, he also, I believe, was involved in government over in Japan. Um, This guy, he, he was one of those guys who his passing was covered by, like, legit sports outlets. Um, of course, we, we we talk about the 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 famous matchup between him and Muhammad Ali in the seventies, um, which to American and 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 British uh, fans of uh, like combat sports look at somewhat as kind of a joke, but Japanese fans hold that 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 fight in high regard, um, and that really catapulted that guy to worldwide stardom. Um, Truly, uh, like a revolutionary character in wrestling, like uh, I'd say, he's really kind of the Vince McMahon of Japanese wrestling when it comes to like, uh, maybe not controversy wise, but maybe I don't know enough about the guy. Um, it's not a bad comparison. So Inoki's controversy. I don't want to get too deep into this, you know, around his passing, but it's it's an interesting thing about Antonio Inoki is how highly he thought of professional wrestling to the point where he considered wrestling to be a martial art in and of itself. Um, and that's sort of what if we talk about Inokiism, which is the period of time in New Japan where. It, the the lines were really and truly blurred between work and shoot, and you had some you know legitimate shoot uh, competitors winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, or it's, I guess its predecessor uh, for the time. Um, Inoki was. Um, like he was a guy who who wanted to see his wrestlers, and you, you know, a lot of the wrestlers, especially during that time, are competed in legitimate fighting uh, fighting tournaments. Like he had, um, he arranged mixed martial arts matches for Jushin Thunder Liger. 
Um, which is that's wild. That's it's wild. a wild thing to think about. We're talking about a guy who was so beloved in Japan when he had Vader come and beat him for his championship in a, a glorified squash match. Fans in the stadium are almost, you know, they were banned from using that arena for years because the fans basically um, broke out in a riot. This is a guy who also, like, came to fame in the 70s and retired in 1998. Yeah. Um, here's another fun one. During the Gulf War, he negotiated for the release of uh, of Japanese hostages from Saddam Hussein uh, just just prior to the Gulf War. I, I, I believe I knew this. I believe that's a fact that I knew. He's, uh, I mean... To say he's an icon, uh, like he's beyond an icon. Uh, he's an icon in wrestling, certainly, but he is a mythic figure in Japanese culture in general. And yeah, there are few people who have remotely achieved the level of fame or the level of notoriety in the wrestling industry that he has, especially in, in Japan. This is a this is a guy from New Japan that WWE went out of their way to honor on their last couple episodes of SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, like that 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 doesn't come easily. Uh, I mean, he's, I know that we're out of the, the Vince WWE Hall of Fame. Right, exactly. And and, and again, like I, I know we're a part of a new era, but like I feel like th- that's one of the most telling things is it's everyone is acknowledging this man's existence and this man's. Um, like what he gave to pro wrestling. Yeah, 100%. And uh, uh, this, this he will be sorely missed. I know that. Uh, they did a bunch of uh, honorary shows for him this year in New Japan, and I believe he appeared at, uh, at the event. Um, so, I mean, and, and he has been sick. He had been sick for some time. So uh, it's unfortunate, and definitely uh, he will be remembered fondly uh by the by, I guess any wrestling fan who is a fan of the history, this is a guy who you want to go back and watch. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like there are few figures in in wrestling history that have bear more weight in this business than Antonio Inoki. Also, I mean, we're talking about this. He had matches with Ric Flair in North Korea. Like, yeah. Yeah, and 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 that 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 those stories were wild too. So like, if if you're a wrestling history buff, like look this guy up. Give give him a Wikipedia search, because there's a lot to learn about Antonio Noki. Yeah, and and then the wrestlers that he is responsible for, at least in part, training. Uh, basically, you know that an entire era of New Japan is kind of around because of Antonio Inoki and what what New Japan became is undoubtedly influenced by Antonio Inoki. Um, yeah, there, there's not much more to say. Uh, there are people who know who are going to be give a far better um, tribute to his life than we will be able to, but yeah, uh, a legendary figure doesn't even begin to describe. Agreed. So we'll move on to our next bit of news, and uh, always hard to transition, but apparently WWE has hired a new writer. 
Yes. Uh, they've hired a former Marvel slash Disney writer to front their new division of... <laughs> this is a division who I feel that I feel like would not exist under Vince McMahon WWE, but it's a uh, long-term cre- uh, long creative um, director. Like, th- this is... Uh, this is an interesting position. Um, this guy's very highly touted. He's apparently worked on the Spider-Man and, and Avengers films, um, as well as a Disney uh, a Disney Plus program uh, as a lead writer. And he's apparently heavily um, involved in the White Rabbit teases that we've been seeing in WWE programming. So, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this hire? I don't have any. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be whatever. I don't have any thoughts about any particular writer or whatever it is. The number of writers have come in and had uh, a, lo- a lot of experience across the industry to WWE, and then you work in a uh, a place like that that just. But but to that being said, though, like most of those writers come from sitcom backgrounds where they don't know the product, whereas apparently this guy is very, very highly um, following the product and knows everyone. And sure. And, 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 and that, that, I, I don't know. I, I feel like for I'm not saying for, it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I'm not going to get excited about them hiring a writer. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, then we'll transition right into. Uh, do I think we should end with the extreme rules preview? Yeah. Uh, so let's start with this. Do we have to? We've, we do. All we right. do, Kyle, because this is being covered by major news news outlets, and that pains me to say, considering that it's TMZ, which I'm talking about. But TMZ Sports has reported that uh, Andrade and Sammy Guevara got into quite the kerfuffle this evening, um, which resulted in Andrade being sent home, the match on Friday being changed. Um, and doesn't seem like anything happened to Sammy Guevara so far, but I mean, and and I mean, like time will tell. I'm not gonna whatever, but but this is uh, this is a this is a big thing. So this started on Twitter earlier this week. Apparently, okay, all right. So these two had gone back and forth on Twitter. Uh, Andrade had done an interview where he talked about Sammy Guevara complaining that he hit him too hard. And this led to a Twitter back and forth between the two of them, where Sammy said that he was just a uh, a favor hire and that he only got the job because he was Ric Flair's son-in-law, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This led to um, Andrade and him, I guess, getting into a altercation this evening, which started as a verbal debate, which led into blows. Um, Kyle, this is a problem in AEW. Yes, it is. And you know what? You know what the sad thing is, Kyle? Is this was a preventable problem. This was this was 100% preventable. 100%. This started on Twitter earlier this week. Why the fuck did you let these two guys get in the same locker room well, without there being some sort of address like, it, barrier? Address yes. it beforehand. This is I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I keep saying these are, are grown adults, but you know, grown adults don't always behave like grown adults. Sammy's been part of enough locker room altercations at this point that I'm starting to raise an eyebrow at him, and the things he said are wildly incorrect. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's a lot of... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's apparently a lot of heat on Sammy Guevara for these things, too. Andrade was La Sombra, the most sought-after wrestler in the world at one point. 
he has competed in a G1. Yeah. Like this is not a guy who has who's been around for his WWE career and that's it. Yeah, and but lest we forget his WWE career was his NXT career was incredible, you know? It it didn't start that way. It 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 really got into, into full swing when he got Selena Vega, but but, but that being but said once though, he you're right. Did, Yes, he yes. put on incredible matches, some of the best matches in NXT history. And then, you know, like many really talented people, it didn't quite work on the main roster. It is frustrating, I, th- I imagine, for Andrade in AEW. It just hasn't really gone the way you would have liked it to. Right. They're still sort of trying to figure out what they want to do with him. Mm-hmm. And the the sad thing is, I really like his character, you know? Yeah, great. Like, he's like a mob boss. Yeah. That's that's what he should be. He's perfect for that. This guy is built like a mob boss. (laughs) I mean, and he and Roosh both look imposing. They both, uh, I mean... Fill out a suit incredibly. Yes. That's the thing. They both look great in formal wear. Uh, Andrade has this, you know, the look. He has... and. for a guy who's second language English, again, he doesn't he doesn't say a lot, but he is very good at de- his delivery is fantastic. His Twitter is on par. And his Twitter he, English is on par. <laughs> but my point is like he is and there is rumor that he is interested in going back to WWE and you know, like his wife's there. You know, uh, makes sense. It does, and and honestly, I would not be pushing this guy. Why would you send him home and not and and, and not Sammy? Like that's that's a boneheaded move. Yeah. and I'm I'm and gonna talk about that later on the show. But fuck, that's that's it, not good, man. It does come back in the show, unfortunately, and yeah, it is a situation where we need to. It's looking, and that's the thing. Even if we give. A Tony Khan, the complete and total benefit of the doubt. Your locker room sounds like chaos from the outside. So either you have a PR problem or you have a real freaking problem and you got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling it's the latter. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure if you have anything we want to add to that or if we want to move on to Extreme Rules. Let's move on to Extreme Rules. We'll talk about more of that later. Extreme Rules. Six uh, six matches currently announced in the card. I imagine there will be more. No, I, I think that's it, man. I honestly think that because it's been six matches for like two weeks now. So here's what we got. I'll, I'll go through the matches quickly and then we'll talk about anything we sort of want to stop on. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, who is the whole entire poster. <laughs> Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan uh, laughed at the poster when she when she saw it because I would be laughing too. Like it's not like you're the champion or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. Extreme Rules match between those two for Liv Morgan's title. Matt Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins in the fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee. This is going to be wild, I think. This is the introduction to Daniel Cormier in WWE. Like, let's not forget, he is retired. So he has mm-hmm. no official ties to the UFC. He does commentary for them, and he does it fantastically. I would love to see him do commentary in WWE. I think he would be fantastic. But what is there for Brock Lesnar to do at WrestleMania this year? Oh, good. Let's get him to face another UFC guy. 
That works so this, well the last time. Yes, but I, I think that we're talking about, well, number one, it's a completely different scenario. And, and lest we not forget that, that the guy he fought last time has his own problems to deal with. Um, um, Kane, my man Cain Velasquez went there doing lucha things in AAA. No, my, your man Cain Velasquez is in jail. I know. I'm saying. Oh he, no, no. I understand. Yeah, I understand that absolutely. Like he, he and he had a mask and everything. It was great. There was a whole documentary on him. But my, my point is, as Dan, Daniel Cormier, well, I know he's he's certainly aged. Like this is a 42, 43 year old man. Man, and, and we cannot. I know, and I said we. Can, I was about to say we cannot ask a lot of this man. But I feel like a one off with Brock Lesnar is fine. And you can, and like, don't get me wrong, Daniel Cormier can talk. He can talk the talk. This man, and, and, and I feel like he's a perfect transition to the Pat McAfee role afterwards. We don't need this guy to be world champion. He's a fan, though. He is a fan. And I, like, I, his favorite wrestler, Seth Rollins. So he's like a current fan, right? So this is a guy who might actually, he might actually dig this. And let's not forget he's got a wrestling background, an Olympic wrestling background. So it's not like he's not going to, I don't think we're going to, he's going to come in and look like a fool. That's fair. Anyway. But with that being said, he's only the special guest referee for this match. I think this match is going to be fire. Uh, the fight pit match. I think it's a perfect stipulation for these guys. Obviously Riddle has the background and Rollins is just like the best like guy on the roster. Who's not considered the guy. Drew McIntyre and carrying across of a strap match. That should also be good. Two, be. two, two beefy guys slapping meat, literally. I am interested to see, because you're in a situation where Drew McIntyre just came off the loss of Roman. You really would like him to get a win. Karrion Cross can't afford a loss this early, can he? He hasn't, he hasn't beaten anyone else. I don't think he's had a match yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I, yeah, I think Drew might be on the, uh, he might be on the downswing. We'll see. Bianca Belair is facing Bailey in a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, uh, take all my money. Take all my money with this one. I think this is going to be a tremendous match. Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. I kind of feel the same way about this match. And the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. I feel like this will also be fun. This, this should be a good show. This should be a good show, Kyle. Um, so I guess my question is, um, I, it, it seems like we're not getting any Roman on the show. No. Are we going to get anything from the the greater Roman family? I mean, it's possible. Maybe a backstage segment, but they haven't booked anything so far. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's only, there's only SmackDown at this point. Uh, you will hear a review of that show from myself and Mick Hawley sometime Sunday morning slash afternoon um, for anyone who's interested. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited. It's it's fun to be excited about a WWE show. Like that's something that I've been taking out of this Triple H era is the, the, the one in Cardiff was great. This show should be fun too. Like I'm looking forward to the future. All right. So we'll move along. And um, was there anything else we wanted to go over? Or is that the, the news we wanted to do? Well, we are done with the news, but I'm going to introduce a new segment. And Kyle, this segment is called Dinner Before Dynamite. 
Kyle, what'd you eat? What did you eat before Dynamite tonight? What was the meal of choice this Wednesday? I had chicken wings. Chicken wings. Dope. I almost had chicken wings. I went, uh, this is sort of a a Wednesday tradition. This week it caused me to be late because I was there uh, a bit too late with the group. But, um, yeah, I I go some Wednesdays to local restaurant called uh, Jeffrey's uh, in Winnipeg. And I I get chicken wings because they have amazing chicken wings there. Uh, that's fair. I, I've only eaten at Jeffrey's once in my time in Winnipeg, but uh, highly recommend. If you're a Winnipeg listener, highly recommend. I had a bruschetta. I had a bruschetta bread with gar- or, sorry, grilled chicken on it, but there was garlic involved. Um, but yeah, that was that was my uh, my dinner before dynamite. Kyle, I think it's time to let you have your segment of the show. Yeah, it's time for the rundown. Quick as we can. MJF defeated Wheeler Yuta in the opening match. After the match, there was just um, some fighting. We got some people. We'll talk about this later. This match was was very good. We got a JAS promo. And that led into the next match, which is Darby Allen, Jay Lethal. Uh, Darby Allen picking up the victory. A little bit more shenaniganry after this match, but it was more of a code of honor type of deal. So, interesting to see where Lethal might be going. We had a video package from Prince Nana and his faction from Ring of Honor. That led into the match where Wardlow defeated Brian Cage to retain his TNT title. Another match, another brawl after the match. And a bunch of people came out, we'll talk about this later as well. Dr. Britt Baker cut a promo on Soraya that led into another match, triple threat match, where Athena, Tony Storm, and Willow Nightingale defeated Jamie Hayter, Penelope Ford, and Serena Deeb in a trios match. There was a brawl in that post-match, too. We had a segment with Jose, the assistant, and Roosh running down Private Party. It was indeed National Scissor Day. More on that later. Madison Rain and Sky Blue were backstage talking, interrupted by Anna Jay and Ty Mello. Uh, they are going to have a match on Rampage. Hangman Page defeated Roosh in singles competition. John Moxley came in after the match, and they had a little promo exchange between Mox and, and Page. We had an interview backstage with Willow Nightingale, who is going to take on Jade Cargill at Battle of the Belts. Luchasaurus defeated Fuego Del Sol in a short match that had not quite a brawl, but uh, Jungle Boy was definitely there after the match. And in the final match of the night, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeated Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia in a tag match. So that's the rundown. Rylan, we have a lot of honorable mentions this week, don't we? We do. <laughs> we really do. A lot. So, uh, it's good, though. We have a lot of similar ones, so we should be able to bang it out quick. Okay. I'll let you go first, and I will tell... And then I'll uh, just make note where the peop- where I had uh, a similar... Or where I had matching ones with you. Uh, Roosh versus Hangman is an honorable mention. It was a good match. It didn't make my top five, though. 
Uh, Soraya's physicality. Uh, that definitely uh, got my yeah. motor rolling this week, especially after the my, tease. My man, it's Soraya. We gotta do Soraya. She said it on the thing. We gotta do it right. That's right. Soraya. Soraya. My apologies. Uh, Jake Hager backstage wearing the, the bucket hat and just simply announcing that he liked the hat and he doesn't, doesn't understand why Daniel Garcia doesn't. Um, that was fucking hilarious. Like just, just great. Um, Moxley's promo. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, although man, they really like, if they're going to block out the word shit, can we just, can we just like do something else with it? Because this whole like scrambling up the, 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 the audio doesn't work for me. It, it doesn't hit as well as I feel like the line could have hit if they bleeped it or, or whatever the case may be. Um, Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. That was a big one for me. Uh, and FTR returning was also a big one for me. Kyle. I also had uh, Lethal and Allen. I also had Moxley's promo. I also had Soraya getting physical. And I also had Jake Hager's bucket hat. Samoa Joe is back. Yes, he is. see him. Yes. uh, On the show. My man Prince Nana cutting uh, promos, getting some airtime. That was great to see. And Jose the assistant out here with the video board. Letting (laughs) Private Party know what they gotta do. Uh, I, I gotta say... Jose the assistant, I've come around on fully, and uh, he fits so well with that with that uh, cadre of characters that Andrade has. It's just a, a shame that uh, Andrade's group is so disappointing. It's gr- I, I agree with you on that. And this is also a reminder that Jose the assistant is always ready because he's carrying a taser. <laughs> um, we seen it. We have Rylan. My number five and your number five are both covered later. Yep. We'll talk about those later. Um, your number four is covered later. So I'm going to start with my number four. Okay. We had a lot of similar stuff on this show, and we will talk about it all. But one thing that you didn't have that I did. Um, everything with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, take my money. I am... So ready for this match, and they're going to be having a match next week in, in Toronto. I think it's going to be great. I'm uh, Jack, Jack Perry is a very interesting character to me right now. He is. It's not something you see very often, where he's obviously clearly angry, but instead of like you, you know, um, uh, you betrayed me, and so now I'm going to. I'm going to destroy you because I hate you and I never want to see you again. It's, you broke my heart. And I don't want to have to break you, but I'm going to. Especially out of a face. That's usually more of a heel thing. And I thought it was great. I thought, um, his promo stuff doesn't always work for me. It really worked for me this week. I will stand on the side and and say that you, Kyle... Joseph are entitled to your opinion, but this shit for me is cold as fuck at this point. I'm happy they're doing the match next week. I am very happy they're doing that. I think it's about time we get Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but it just feels like a lot of fucking dragging the shit out when like, why did we have him go back to Jungle Boy? Like we, we, we don't, we don't have an explanation for that yet. Like we really because don't. It, it was again, it was all part of Christian's plan. Oh, Christian, by the way, rocking his best Paul Bearer gear this week. Um, <laughs> like, I, the, this character is Kane and a half, isn't he? 
I want to see Christian sort of because he's going to be in Toronto. He's going to be able to hold court with his home uh, his home crowd. By the way, his 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 home crowd is uh, Orangeville, Ontario. <laughs> Orangeville is Toronto. Let's let's be okay. I don't want to. I don't want to upset the, pe- the all four people from Orangeville. Um, <laughs> all of them ooh. listen, Kyle. Come on, York. Ooh, but I'm from York. No, you're from Toronto. Um. Anyway, uh, in front of the Toronto crowd, I feel like Christian will be able to hold court a little bit, and I expect that this is not over. So I suspect that Luchasaurus is probably going to win through some shenaniganry. Sure, but I like, also think this is going to be violent. Sure, I, I agree with you, but but my whole thing is like Christian is hurt and he's significantly hurt, so he's going to be out for a while. Are we really going to drag this out for another like eight months? No, like, I just think for the time being, I think the the feud is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? And I think that that was always the feud to me, you know. Like, Christian was... And Christian and Jungle Boy, I'm glad, you know... It, it's too bad that, that Christian got hurt. It's too bad that he wasn't able to do the, the match with Jungle Boy. Cause, I mean, I think that would have been... It would have been good. But, unfortunately, things just didn't work out that way. But I was always more excited about Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy anyway. And I expect this is going to be good. And honestly, I think... This match should lead to a slight cooling off, and then I want to see these guys help go lights out at, at Revolution. Okay, all right. I, like I'm not I'm not against what you're saying. I'm just I, I want I I like for me the match is Christian and Jungle Boy, and I want to see it. I still do want to see it, but I I just I mean like if you want to go lights out at Revolution, I think that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. My number three is your number two. Uh, we will address all of this later, but uh, tell me your number three, Rylan. Uh, Sammy getting the W. Um, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh, I'm sorry, you sent one of these guys home. You you put the other guy in the main event and gave him the pinfall. This is fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to like be crass or anything, but like Tony, get a hold of this shit. Like you, this was preventable. This was preventable. All you had to do was manage these people. I understand there's big egos at play here, but like that doesn't negate the fact that th- this is this is a sad state for your company at this point. We follow you religiously. This is sad. And you know what? I, I To the wrestlers, too, this is sad. I'm sorry, but Tony Khan has to go out every week and promote this company. But the first, like... You know, six questions have got to be about this shit. And 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 what we're going to send people out into different markets. They've never been to Canada, Kyle. They've never been to Canada. Guess what he's talking about next week? Yeah, this. And 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 this is this is what bothers me the most is we're seeing a ridiculous like I'm sorry, CM Punk and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega got into a skirmish like just a few weeks ago, and all of them are suspended. All of them were stripped of their titles. Why the fuck was Sammy Guevara in the main event? And why the fuck did he get the pinfall? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't give a shit that he was booked. I don't give a shit that he's already been promoted. I don't give a shit. This is real life, too. They took Andrade off of Rampage. Exactly. Exactly. 
So there's no excuse for this. I don't I, like honestly, like both guys suspended immediately. This is there's an investigation on the other one. Where's all that? This no, like I understand this news broke very quickly, but like regardless, this, a big outlet covered this. This wasn't this wasn't and like and no shade on and wrestling journalists. We covered that last week, but um, th- like this is TMZ. Like that's that's a big news outlet. And then they're all up in your business saying that there's been a backstage skirmish. So, like, I'm sorry. Like, for me, that hits harder than anything else. Is now your your major news outlets are covering this, and you're looking like a fucking fool. Uh, that's me. The Kyle, if you have anything else to add. No, I really don't. I'm just sort of... I don't know if I went too far, but, like... I'm just kind of done with all of this. I, I don't... No more of this. Get the locker room together. And and what's sad too is like like there's been reports that the the locker rooms had meetings with with guys like Moxley and Danielson and Jericho leading these meetings and being positive. And then more of this shit happens. Like guys, get your shit together. Like this is I understand it's pro wrestling and you need to keep your you need to keep your spot and all that bullshit. But like like this is beyond that at this point. This is Twitter feuds escalating into back, backstage brawls or post press conference uh, comments leading into backstage brawls. It's ridiculous. We're all grown-ups here. Like, I, I, like I'm sorry. I'm going to move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. We'll move on. My number two, which was your number five, MJF and Yuta. Great match. This was a fantastic technical match between two great technical wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, we got that pinning combination, the back and forth. Usually those annoy me, but they, it didn't in this match. This is great. It was great back and forth. I thought they were were really, really fantastic to see. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I thought this was... I thought this was really, really good. I thought um, the post-match was really good, too. Yeah, like, what's with this MJF babyface stuff? He's just got with these guys, and suddenly he's like, no, I didn't ask you to do that. And it was It's very interesting, too, is that I didn't expect, because it, it very much seemed like um, MJF was in control of this faction. He had them on retainer. But it's starting to feel like the, he doesn't have control of it, which is interesting. We haven't seen MJF lose control of basically anything he's been in charge of, except for Wardlow, I guess. Yes, which we're going to talk about. Oh, we're talking about <laughs> Wardlow for sure. We've got... But yeah, I thought I thought this was really good. I thought um, it was a fun match, a lot of back and forth between these two. And yeah, I was happy to see. I was happy to see it. I was happy to see William Regal bring out the brass knuckles. Um, do you know this is only MJF's fourth match on TV this year? Yeah, he doesn't. They mentioned he hadn't wrestled in over a hundred days. The, it, it's and 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 this guy is just the bee's knees. Like he's so fucking good. And on the, in, the, in his time off too, my God, he's put on some fucking muscle. Yeah. Um, look great, I, look great. I, I thought I that say, both these guys were amazing. I thought Wheeler Yuta again. I don't think he lost anything in defeat. No, 
Uh, 100% agree. So I think it was a great match. Rylan, your number two and my number three are the same. It's another match on this show. Yep. Kyle, we haven't done this for a long time, but I think it's time for a Haas fight. (laughs) Oh, you better believe it's time for a Haas fight. Brian Cage, the Wolverine versus Wardlow. The machine. The machine. Well, he's also the Wolverine. He's the machine. I know. He's He's got a lot of nicknames. Yes, he does. And he's got terrible sideburns. Holy shit. Like this guy, (laughs) this guy's look from the neck up just got awful. Um, The Mohawk with the sideburn, like just, but regardless. I disagree. I think he looks, I think he looks uh, odd and menacing. I think that's what he's going for. I think he looks like a guy who. Like, I had this discussion at work today. We were talking about, like, post-apocalyptic life. And I said, I don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want to be there. And everyone goes, what do you mean? And I was like, no, if, if the apocalypse comes, take me. Because I don't, I'm not going to be some big biker's bitch. Like, it's not going to happen. And this looks like the guy who would be, like, the leader of the pack in the post-apocalyptic life. He'd is be Mad anybody, Max for sure. Is there anybody you'd less like to fight than, than Brian Cage? That, no. <laughs> Not even, and he lost, and he lost yeah, this match. He just looks like the guy in the bar. You just do not want any problems. With. No, no, you just you, you you like you you avoid him at all possible points. Like my God, uh, this match was a Wardlow hit a whisper in the wind. Did. He sure did. Fucking ridiculous. This crowd, too. Like there were three thousand people in this building. Man, it sounded like like at least eight. Like, this was a loud crowd for this match. Like, a lot of the show. But uh, really, really, really great stuff. 100%. It was a really, really good show. Um, a great crowd. And they, they came alive for this match in a big way. And I thought that this was well-placed on the card. Um, you had had two... I think you had a, a really technical match at MJF and Yuta. You had Allen and, and Lethal, who had a pretty technical match in themselves, but a little bit more... Uh, again, some more high-flying elements because of the two competitors who happen to be a part of it. And then you just had this these two big dudes just, you know, beat the hell out of each other. And it was a fantastic match. Not that long, but it didn't need to be. It ran just as long as it needed to. Right. Uh, Wardlow getting the win, obviously the right decision. The fourth powerbomb. Man, that crowd popped for that fourth powerbomb, eh? Well, he double powerbombed him. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Which is, Matt, like, again, the the thing is, the feats of strength both of these guys pulled off, too. Because the athleticism, obviously, they both did Rana's. Um, we got, you know, you, you mentioned the Whisper in the Wind. We got a, a corner high kick from Cage. And then the feats of strength, the suplex from the from outside the, the apron. Yeah, that was insane, too. Like, it was like such Cage. a good fucking match. It was so fluid, you know? I really want to see it again. Like, that, that that's where I'm at with this. I, I want this to be the feud. Yeah, I would like. I mean, I don't know if we're going to see this particular matchup in, um, again. It really depends if we're seeing more Brian Cage on Ring of Honor, if we're seeing more Brian Cage on AEW. Right. But yeah, these two, uh, please have run this again. Rylan, uh, that was your number two. I think it's time to get into number ones. No, no. My you, number you... one was your number. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. My number one was your number four. Um,. I was very skeptical, especially when they had Soraya come out, start of this 
women's segment. That this was just going to be, oh, let's get all the women in the ring and do a thing and, you know, be a short segment and then we'll get through it and whatever. This match was phenomenal. Spectacular. Spectacular. Everyone got their shit in and everyone was landing like really, really physical fucking moves. This was great. This was really, really good. Um, Penelope Ford's Matrix spot was awesome. Uh, getting to see, sh- and her kicks always land so well. Willow Nightingale is just amazing to watch. Uh, watch her run around the ring. I mean, what can you say about Athena? She's just fantastic. Oh, that Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford hit this ridiculous cutter in this match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The 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 Matrix into the cutter. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Was fantastic. Serena Deeb is you know the 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 workhorse of this division. And continues to, you know, again, I, I just, I really do wish that she had somebody that she could go, you know, 20 minutes with. If the shame is, I w- it makes me wish that there was intergender wrestling. Because I think the person I'd want to see Serena Deep wrestle is Daniel Garcia. Oof. <laughs> Take my money, I think. Yeah. But beside the point, um... Jamie Jamie Hader, uh, you know, she w- was involved in this match too. She got some really cool spots in. She was Tony over. Storm, she, she was really yeah. over. Oh yeah, and Tony Storm got got her stuff in, and then Willow Nightingale got the pin. Yeah, and it, it, it led into her getting a title shot on Friday. So yeah. it's not bad. This is all good stuff. Here's what I'll say about this: even if she doesn't win that title match on Friday. Tony Khan better drag himself out and give that woman a contract. Do it on the show. No, I, I I agree. I agree. The fact that she's not all elite already is is bananas. And um, I'll say, I'll add to that. Uh, on top of that, if you're another wrestling company, like opportunities there to back up that Brinks truck. I agree. But uh, we'll get we'll get into that uh, another time. Hopefully, I just hope that she just gets a contract because she fully deserves it. it, it like her performance tonight um, was probably I, th- I think her best performance that I've seen in AEW. But man, like it was it was every woman. It was every woman. It was the it was the physicality with with uh, Soraya afterwards. Yeah, post, yeah it was match. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, everything in this segment was amazing. And they were at 9 o'clock! They didn't wait till 9.15, man! Like, they did it! And the thing about it is it it made this division feel really full. Yes, yes. Which we we have said that it is. But that's that's what it really felt like to me, and I I hope this leads, again, just give us us more. You've You've now established the characters. Give them the time to work. Anyway, um... Your number one, which was my number five. Uh, I figured I, I saw this coming for you. Okay. <laughs> October 5th, 2022. Kyle, what is that day? It is National Scissor Day. Scissor me, cousin ass. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this was fucking fantastic. This segment had no right being this good. It really did. Like, if you think about it. Like these are these are this was silly, but man, these three guys and I and I'll include Billy on that too. Like this crowd just ate this shit up, like ate it up so hard. 
And I don't know, man. Like, uh, this was everything from uh, how good Anthony Bowens can really speak to, uh, like, Swerve coming out, too. Swerve interrupted this at some point and challenged Billy Gunn to next week in Toronto. Um, Like, God, everything was good in this. Like, uh, they all wear pink. Like, we don't need blue or red. Like, everything was good. Like, (laughs) Kyle thoughts hey so my feelings about the the politics stuff was that it was a little hokey okay fair enough but they're other washington i'll give them a pass and the claims are so over it's, it's, billy gunn is so over. billy gunn in his 50s <laughs> yeah billy, billy gunn is so he's over. almost 60 for fuck's sakes like um He's going to be wrestling a match in Toronto. And he looks great, too. So, like, that's what I want to look like. It's almost 60. But, I I mean, we're, we're probably going to get a wrap in Toronto. Yes. Yeah, I, think we, the, the, I think the acclaim will accompany him down. The, the wrap this week, it didn't, it, like, I feel like it didn't even matter. Like, it was so good. Yeah. It was so, it, 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 everything about this group right now is fire. Like, what, what, what they, they're the number one shirt, aren't they? Yeah, they said they were the number one shirt on on AEW shop. I will also say this, because it was an unenviable role that he had to play to this week. Kudos to Swerve Strickland for being great. Yes. Yes. Because we all knew he was going to come out. We all knew he had to say something. Nobody wanted him to interrupt Scissor Day. He came out to just a chorus of booze to the point where I'm surprised that when he asked whose house that they actually responded to him. But you know the fan, the fans, the fans will do it. I do appreciate that. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was a this, it was a lot of fun. That that is for sure. Yes, uh, that's my number one though. I I really love Scissor Day. Uh, I loved everything about it and. Uh, like I we talked about this off air, but like, man, <laughs> DX is getting back together on Monday. Is there going to be a, some scissory chance? It's interesting. Um, Maybe. I, I honestly don't know. We're going to have to we're going to have to come back to next week and talk about that. Um, Kyle, what do you rate this show? I have no idea. Um, Honestly, if I had to say what I rate the show <sighs> mm. you know what I was torn between four and a half and five I'm gonna give the show a five was the show flawless no and would I could I be justified in taking some some points away uh, for the main event or taking some points away for some of the promos that were a little bit Iffy tonight. Yeah, I could do that. That was a great show. Lots of great wrestling. Everyone felt important. Five. I want to take the points away for the Sammy Guevara stuff, but I won't. It's a five for me, too. And we don't usually have that happen. So it's it's a rare occasion. As rare as an MJF match, you might say. Uh, Kyle, this has been a great show. Uh, why don't you tell the fine folks who listen to Wednesday Night Wall where to find us on social media? 
Um, you can find us on Twitter at WMWallup, Instagram, WMWallup, Facebook, search Wednesday Night Wallop. It'll be my name, it'll be Ron's name. We're not too hard to find. If you want to find me on Twitter, it is at LeRegendaryKJ. That is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. Ryan, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Lots of fun stuff coming for us, uh, for you guys uh, in the near future. Stay tuned and lock to the channel on Deezer, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Podbean, and much, much more, I'm sure. Uh, you just have to look for us. You'll find us. Uh, Kyle, with all that being said, why don't you send the fine folks home happy sir well thank you so much for listening all the way to the end we appreciate every single one of you and you have been walloped good night You've been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.